Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. That was good, you know, good to be back. The crowd, the atmosphere, you know, whether it's the fourth quarter, trying to get them to miss some free, free fry, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken or, or Kentucky Chick-fil-A, I mean, like that, I think is, you know, it gives us a boost. You know, it's always good to be back, sleeping in your own bed and all that. So we have a homestand. We got to take care of our home court coming up, but it's definitely good to be back. Donovan Mitchell after the Jazz got the win over Atlanta. Now here come the Indiana Pacers, five in a row at home. The Jazz only on the road two more times the rest of the month. A chance to pile up the victories. Tip off tonight, 7 o'clock. The Pacers got beat in Denver. No Jokic, didn't matter. This ought to be another W, right, PK? No excuses. I've told you, if sleeping in your own bed is an issue, then just bring the beds on the road. Right? I mean, they pay all this money. You basically have people at the facility. If, if you, uh, you know, you eat a barbecue sandwich and you get the little barbecue on your side, boom, they got somebody to wipe for you. So bring your own beds. Sweet. But <laughs> I can tell you, my last year in college, <laughs> I rarely slept in my own bed. Why? Because an internship. No, and well, not that. Why are you telling me? <laughs> 7.06 a.m. We're off to a flying yeah, right? start. <laughs> If you're in your car at 7, you don't know. This is what he's like at 9 all the time. <laughs> Sleeping in your own beds. I love that cliche. And at least he followed up with all that stuff. Just like, uh, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm going to say it. Just go out and win ball games. Well, they had a win tonight. Denver beat Indiana 101-98. Pacers have to go back-to-back. Will they Ch- ever play a team that doesn't have a back-to-back? Probably. Jazz game night's pregame show tips off <laughs> at 6 o'clock. I go ahead. Finish. And the game begins at 7. I bet you in the playoffs they get teams on back-to-back. The other team. Let's the, get to the, the NBA. The league loves the Jazz now. Come on. Hashtag NBA. Durant on the drive. Right to the rim and a two-hand slam. Right down Main Street. In the paint, Caruso slips to the floor and recovers. Comes away with a steal. Down the floor. On the runway. A 316 slam dunk. Zach Levine. Looney waiting for Andre. Feeds him. Andre back to the basket. Guarded by Towns. Finds the cutter. Wiggins wide open for a dunk. And again, two defenders went with Curry. And Malik's going to have to shoot. With one, Malik Monk, two steps, throws it in. He threw it in to beat the buzzer. What a shot by Malik. That was an incredible delivery. Highlights from around the NBA. Malik Monk, big shot. Some dramatic games, some blowouts. Lakers held off the heat in overtime, 120-117. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double. I would probably release LeBron. Just let him go? Well... You know, he's active on Twitter. Get get in the politics and save the world. Lakers are 7-5 and five without you. At least you. your version of it. Save a lot of money. Free Russell. Phoenix Suns, who went to the NBA Finals last year, battled the Jazz for the top spot in the West. They beat the Blazers 119-109. The Suns improved to 7-3, and three, just a half game behind the Jazz. Frank Kaminsky went off. Well, yeah, every time I look at a Suns box score, I go right to Crowder. 
How'd he shoot? <laughs> you like to see the, the heat check? Yeah, yeah. 0 yeah. for 7. They probably, 6 for 8. Yeah. I mean, he's, he has such variance. 2 for 9. Right. 9 for 11. It's never like a, you know, a 5 for 12 or something. It's either all in or all out. And he makes him much better when he's making it. And then Kaminsky. Look out. He was thinking, hey, if they don't sign me to a max deal, I'm I'm PO'd. Forget you, DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> Kaminsky having the game of his life. Wow. And the, I looked, they see, see Marvin Bagley. They uh, Apparently he didn't want to go in on uh, Monday at the end. So he got a DMP last night. Man, he's a second pick. Second pick. Luke Walton went to him, and he didn't want any part of it. And then it was, you know, you got Dantage there, you got Trey Young there. I'd have to go through the rest of the guys. I'm sure there's other guys. Man, that that's going to be... I mean, nothing will be the Sam Bowie thing, because I don't know that anybody below is going to win six titles a la MJ. But... What a screw-up. There were better players, even if it wasn't MJ. There were much better players. Yeah, Doncic is he's, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. He's going. There's no doubt about it. He had 20 points and 10 assists last night. Wasn't enough, though. The Bulls beat the Mavericks 117-107. Bulls, man, on the come. How about that? 8-3. and three, Identical record to the Jazz. Looking good. And they own the tiebreaker. Got 23 from Zach Levine and... 21 from Lonzo Ball. Gets down to the conference championship. They own the tiebreaker. There it is. Win Matt the division. The Bulls are back last night. Post yeah. Game. What division are they in? I don't know. I just use this East-West standings. Central division? Sure. Whatever. Well, you need to know that because people want to know. All right. Hold on. I'll figure it out here in a minute. We know it's not the Atlantic. We know it's not the Northwest. It's the Central. Okay. The division championship means a lot. Utes are going for it, so the Aggies are going for it, so don't try to downgrade it. Warriors' best record in the NBA. They beat Minnesota 123-110. Andrew Wiggins had some fun at the expense of his old team. He went for 35 points. He dunked on Carl Anthony Towns a couple times. Enjoyed that. That's my guy. Looney was loony. Warriors improved to 10-1. and one. Everybody else has at least three losses, but they're at 10-1. and one. I'd cut Clay Thompson. He would not. He's getting in the way. I don't need you. He is not. They're 10-1 and one without him. They'd only, he'd only provide a one-game difference. That's not good enough. They might need him later. Bucks beat the Knicks 112-100. Milwaukee back to 500 now, 6-6. Six and six. What's his face? Kayvon Thibodeau benched his starters there in the fourth quarter. I'm going to turn on the NBA Network. I turn it on a little bit now more since it's in season. Boom. This morning, driving in. They're talking about the Knicks. Click. <laughs> I want somebody to call him. actually called him Kayvon in an interview. <laughs> Celtics are back within a game of 500. They pounded the Raptors 104-88. to Rare route for Boston. They're still 5-6. and six. Trying to dig out of that early season hole. Jimmy Butler sprained his ankle, left that loss in L.A. Got to keep an eye on that because the Heat are going to be here on Saturday. He only played 12 minutes in that game. See if the Heat are going to be shorthanded when they come into town to play the Jazz Saturday afternoon. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag college basketball. Well, PK, you were just talking about how BYU is now recruiting for the Big 12 when they're talking to mission kids and Colin Chandler, Farmington High Star, expected to go on a mission and then enroll at BYU 2024. And He's a Big 12 recruit. And when he comes back, he'll be on a mission to take BYU to the 2024 Final Four. High goals. Colin Chandler. I already got his jersey. I don't think you do. Dad is a Ute fan season ticket holder, U of U grad. Uh-uh. I'm taking you, Mark Pope says. You're coming with me. Sorry, Craig T. Smith. It's not happening. This is gigantic. With the emphasis on Jai. I don't know why, but it just well, sounds yeah, good. I was about to ask you why. <laughs> <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It would be nice to have an apology, <laughs> Mac. It would be nice to have an apology, but uh, I mean, it's not going to happen. And um, I mean, however the NFL handles it, it's, it's, it's on them. I would just like to play them again. And uh, I wish all my fellow uh, DN brothers happy hunting. And that's all. Who was that, Zach Wilson? That was Brian Burns. He's oh. upset with Mac Jones. Mac. Rolling his ankle, grabbing and rolling. So, happy hunting to all the DNs who might be hitting Mac from the blind side. Why is it the blind, the blind side? I mean, I know we got the movie, but don't you can't, can't you just see both sides? If, and if I look to my left, isn't the right the blind side? Thursday night football: Ravens and Dolphins. Baltimore six and two. Baltimore and Tennessee, the last two lost teams in the AFC, fighting for the best record over there. The Dolphins, a horrible 2-7. and seven. Now Who's the quarterback for those guys now? Is it Chad Henney? Joe Flacco? <laughs> Joe Flacco. Flacco's with the Jets. I know. Well, he was last week. <laughs> Good point. I know. He was standing over there with Zach Wilson. I saw that. Uh, but, but who they got? His two was hurt all the time, isn't he? Tua has been hurt, yes. He's been in and So out. who's their quarterback? I don't know who's backing up when he's gone. They're two and seven. Right. I got to admit, I'm not watching Dolphin football or paying much attention at all. They're Miami. They got rolled. I'm not surprised. But I'll be watching a little bit until the Jazz game starts tonight. Get the first quarter in. Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Ah, Brissett. That's right. Yeah. 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 Hope he does well. Odell Beckham Jr., Chiefs, Packers, or Saints all looking at him after he exits in Cleveland. Got a favorite there? If you were advising him, which you're not, but if you were, where would you send Odell Beckham Jr.? I'd probably go, uh, he's a drama king, so I think that Andy Reid knows how to handle drama kings, but then if you go to Green Bay, maybe you're under the radar because they got so much drama over there that they don't much know your shenanigans over here. You're a wide receiver, we got got a quarterback, an MVP, a Super Bowl winner, we're going to... We're going to handle his drama. Right. And and Shalane Woodley, she likes the drama. I, I never got over that he just dumped that race car driver with Dana Kirkpatrick. I thought they were going to be a nice, as you guys would say, eternal couple. I thought I thought that was real love. But no, he just discarded. And then Olivia Wilde. I mean, this guy, he's like a female Kardashian. And even them, you know, well, I can't get into that. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag college football. PK, the Utes land to recruit. Lander Barton. Barton family. Been a few athletes. I guess he would be the sixth, at least, who's gone up to you. His sister's an All-American there. His two brothers played football there. Cody and Jackson. Both his parents played there. Lander Barton. Grandma. Should have seen her back in the day. Back in, back in the day. Up in Idaho. Michelle's mother. That's a real first name. Cal coach Justin Wilcox said his team followed all the proper protocols before a COVID-19 outbreak that led to dozens of positive tests and the first postponement of a major college football game this season. They didn't have Chase Garbers, their quarterback, six other starters. Last week, 24 players, assistant coaches out. Now they pushed USC back to December. And Jed Fish says, so what? We're taking it. We'll take the W. We lost 20 in a row. You know what's cool about the Barton kid is my wife didn't know about the other ones, the older ones, because they lived up in Park City, and then they moved down to Sandy. So the, the, this boy went to... to so she knew Lander in junior high? Sixth grade, she told me, wow, this kid, man, he is something, blah, 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 blah. And she had no idea. She since obviously knows, but at the time, and she's, you know, we've talked to the mom a thousand times in the just around the community mm-hmm. and very nice people. Paul, the dad, uh, got to know him a little bit. He does. He did the chains. His wife told me he did the chains at uh, Brighton football games. He wanted to be down by the action. Then she says, and, you know, also so he can coach his son a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little something to say as the chains went up and down the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> and the way she said it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, so... It's, it's cool to see somebody that you've literally known. And uh, one time down at Pac-12 Media, uh, Pac-12 Media Day, we always stay the same. I, I've told you that hotel that I stay at, the Spring Hill down there in Manhattan Beach. And they were having beach volleyball at Hermosa, so we check in like on uh, Monday night before the thing, or, or no, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, I forget, whatever. Uh, and down the hall is this kid. So he looks at my wife. Hey, what are you doing here? She looks at him, what are you doing here? <laughs> and they were there for the daughter was playing beach volleyball. Sure. Yeah, so we went out uh, the next day and watched her play. And uh, it was fun to watch them. Yeah. She's uh, an All-American at the U now. So. Yeah, yeah. Crushing sure. it. Yeah. Well, he passed on uh, Michigan and uh, Oregon, Texas. Oh, yeah, the mom. Uh, last time I spoke to her, uh, she was laying out the uh, itinerary of the boys travel where he was going just got back from here was going there then was going over this one and they're all big names uh i'm I'm really glad that he stayed i mean not that they care what i think but uh i just get tired of these studs going out of state you know it's bothered me in arizona for 30 years i've talked about it and and it bugs me the only one that doesn't bug me is stanford but everybody else, it bugs me. Everybody else really isn't offering that much more than you're getting offered here. Whereas Stanford is a one-of-a-kind experience off the charts. Yeah, the, the truth is now... The academics at Stanford are... Especially right. with BYU going to the Big 12. You can, Whatever those other places... And Stanford's got the academics, so you put them off to the side. But what everybody else is offering, you can get it right here. You can get 
high, great coaching, great training, great facilities, great fan base. BYU-Utah, they offer it all, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, everybody makes their own mind up, and you do what you do. And some kids are just want to go out of state. So be it. But I'm just saying, and I don't criticize them. They can do whatever they want. But it just bothers me when these studs go out of state. Because you can get everything you want here. I've been to these programs. I've been in these programs. I know these coaches. We all do. And they're great programs that offer you just everything else that everybody else is going to offer you. Stanford's got the education. So you get a you get your education paid for at Stanford. I'll drive you over there. <laughs> okay. 13 hours. Let's go. Right. But I'm just saying, that's I get that completely. The MAC announced they're not going to expand. Ever since Oklahoma and Texas moved, it's been dominoes. Well, who's the Big 12 going to get? And they're going to take teams from the American. And who's the American going to get? And they're going to take teams from Conference USA. The Mac more was, of a Pizza Hut guy than dominoes. Mac was looking at Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee State. He was? It's not happening. All right, good for Mac. The Mac, not Ron McBride. He is, the, in my mind, he's the he's Mac. He's the Mac. <laughs> As opposed to the Mid-American Conference. Institution around here. Police charged Georgia linebacker Adam Anderson with felony rape on Wednesday. A 21-year-old woman accused him, and he has denied the allegations through his attorney. He voluntarily turned himself into police on Wednesday. He's a likely first-round pick. Now, his attorney said, though, we've got to have the evidence out. Yep. And, and in this country, obviously, we know what the legal system is about there, the innocent, until proven otherwise. Uh, it doesn't look good, obviously, but uh, you got to let it play out. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, Riley Jensen, our college football insider, mental performance coach, coming up at 8 o'clock. Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst, joins us next. Stay with us. The New Zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hanson Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by KSLSports.com. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, <coughs> soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. Lincoln Kennedy going to join us here momentarily, our Pac-12 analyst and Raider analyst. Feel like you got the handle on the Pac-12 now? It's pretty much all laid out in front of you. I don't know that I can say to what degree of certainty. I mean, I think Utah is, is just a slam dunk, obviously, to uh, represent the South. Uh, and, and I expect Oregon to do that also. But I'm not guaranteeing it. I, I feel less certain about them. But they've been playing well enough, and that's all you need to do is play well enough. 
Lincoln Kennedy, Raider Radio Analyst, Pac-12 Network Analyst, joins us now on the Smart Rain Guest Line. Best of State Award winner, Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain has given free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Lincoln, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. We got Ute fans who can see the Pac-12 title game. It is so close now. Their magic number is two, and they got Arizona and Colorado on their schedule. And ASU might lose a game along the way. So it's easy to see what Ute fans are thinking in the South. Over in the North, though, there's a big game with Oregon coming up a week from Saturday for the Utes. But is Oregon still going to be in first place? Because if Washington State beats them this week, the Cougars take it over. Got any thoughts on that game? You know what? Here's the thing. As many times as I've said Washington State uh, doesn't look like a, they, they belong, they, it's a way to surprise me and, and put themselves in contention. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little joke out there. I find I think the, 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 the Cougars are going to find a way to cook it when it's all said and done and mess it up. <laughs> yeah, you look at what's going on there. Uh, in, in the conference, it's really crazy. The Devils this week will play a team that has an interim coach for the third consecutive game. I don't know if that's ever been done because uh, obviously you had SC, Washington State, and now with the situation at Washington, Jimmy Lake. You're a Washington alum, so I know the program is dear to you. Uh, I thought Lake was just going to hit the ground running. He reminded me, I said this on the air the other day, he reminded me of Mel Tucker. When I looked at Mel Tucker's resume when he took over at Colorado, I remember telling him this at Pac-12 Media Day because we go down and broadcast. It's like, well, what took so long? You know, it, clearly, you've done everything that you needed to do to get a head coaching position, and he was only at Colorado for a year and is now doing great work over there at Michigan State, and we'll see what happens going forward. And I felt the same way with Jimmy Lake. Like, all right, you're ready for this. This is something that you've earned the right to get. And it's not turning out, and and he's suspended for smacking a player and all that. And there's all sorts of rumors that he's done and a buyout. Uh, I think when some quarterback was it you Millen or somebody I can't remember went on Seattle radio mm-hmm. and said that uh, a buyout is underway. What do you make of all that? Mm-hmm. Just a big mess. Um, I'm I'm pretty close with uh, Jennifer Cohen, the athletic director, and you know I kind of feel sorry for the program because. Peterson uh, sort of anointed and, and promoted uh, Lake to, to the position of head coach after he stepped down. Um, there were a lot of people, including myself, thinking, that, well, it's in good hands. I mean, you look what he's seen. He's done with yeah. the defense. And yeah. they, they've seen solid stuff like that. But it just hasn't It hasn't really taken a hold. I, I know the, the young men in the program love him. I know the guys and the kids love him. Um, I've heard nothing but great things. But – you know, this season was was not to be what expected. There was inconsistencies on, on, on you know, basically on all sides of the ball. And then, of course, you know, firing your offensive coordinator and trying to move along with them um, just kind of added on top of, you know, the whole thing about him shoving a player and then being called on national television. So it's just a mess. I don't know how you get a hold of it. But the thing is that Washington, as you guys know, is, is too big of a program to let it slide for long. I don't think it's going to be down for long, but they've got to make some uh, they've got to make some hard choices. And I really don't know what the future is for Lake, to be honest with you. I don't know if he's going to stay or if he's going to go, if they're going to buy him out. But I do know this, that from what I've seen around the, the conference especially, Washington has got to get in line with this NIL stuff that's going on, and they've got to find a way to get – the premier recruits because 
the other schools like Nike U, like Oregon and stuff like that are, are doing it. And, you know, they've got, you know, for their guy, for, for Thibodeau, you talk about all the stuff that he's got going on. People, kids are seeing that. And this is something that has to happen if you're going to compete. You can sit there and say what you want about academic standards and everything else. You can hold true to that. But you're going to start losing a lot more recruits to these surrounding schools because they're doing it and you're not. So obviously, uh, everybody with an opening, Washington if they have one, USC has one, maybe UCLA one day, would want Chris Peterson. Do you think he's done, done, really done, or is he the guy who takes a little time off and at some point pops up somewhere down the line? You know, when I saw Coach Pete, when was it? Um, It was right before COVID happened. I saw him in Las Vegas at an event. And I just asked him straight up. I was like, you know, what, why'd you step down? You were doing so well. He, he was physically and mentally exhausted. You could see it in his face. He told me straight up, he's like, you know, I, I just want a chance to enjoy life. I've coached for so long. I've done so many things that I want to enjoy life. And I believe him. But I do know this. Just like with other coaches or other people we've seen, that bug comes back to bite you one way or the other, whether you want to get back out there. I don't know to what extent. I don't think he ever coaches again, guys. That's just my personal feeling. But I know there might be an extent where he has to be around football. Maybe as an athletic director or some sort of, you know, liaison or something like that. But I just don't know if he's gone forever. What do you think about a program playing New Mexico State this late in the season this week? It kind of stinks. Doing, they're doing the same thing that the, that the the other schools do. You know, Alabama will play Troy between Auburn and, and LSU or something like that. And um, it, I, I can't stand it. I'm, I'm I'm still one of those guys that thinks Power Five schools should play Power Five schools all the time and not sit there and, and try to play the schedule game where you schedule a bye or something like that late in the season or or a cupcake. Um, but I, I I don't really I really don't like it uh, when you think about it. And then I wish I'm hoping that someday it's going to change. I wouldn't mind if they play group of five, if they play good group of five, but you schedule New Mexico State, so there's no chance you accidentally yeah. play a good group of five team. And now Alabama's favored by 51.5 points, which seems like a gigantic yeah. waste of time for everybody. It is. It really is. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as long as they let them do it, it's going to happen. And, and Alabama's notoriously done it for quite some time. That's why, to me, that whole conference is so top-heavy because they don't have to go through the gauntlet like the Pac-12 does where you have to play nine, uh, nine games. And any given day, you can see somebody get upset or beat. Um, you know, you got schedules like that that make it favorable for you to coast through until you need somebody that's in, you know, in the bowl game or it's already in the season. A lot of people around here, they, they're a little bit skeptical of the Utes. You know, it's a little bit of Charlie Brown and Lucy pulling the ball back. It is either <laughs> they had the issues in November, then they cleared them up in November, and then they went into December. Uh, you know, at the, at the title game there, they've lost a couple of those games. They're this close to the Rose Bowl. And it looks like right now that they're going to get Oregon. They got them next week, obviously, at home. And then it looks like they're going to get them that first week in Vegas. Uh I think this is their best chance since they've been in the conference to go to the Rose Bowl. I think things are working for them, and not not in a mysterious way. Maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe they got some other thing going on, uh, some kind of power. But I think that the team has really come together, and so I believe that uh, that it's basically a a wash or try to pick them. I guess you'd call it between Oregon and Utah when we get to that point. How do you see it? Well, I, I mean, I loved Utah for a while. I loved Devin Lloyd and, and the way the defense was played. Um, I've just been impressed 
especially what they did to Stanford. I mean, that was a real beatdown. Um, and then I think the same thing is going to happen this this week when they play Arizona. I'm actually doing that game with Pac-12 Network, Brock Bernstein, so I'll get another chance to see them up close. I think this is – I agree with you. I think this is Utah's best chance to make a strong run for a Pac-12 championship. Um, I'm, I'm not all as in, as equally impressed with Oregon. I haven't been all year. I said they were just – they've got, been fortunate. But, they, you know, Oregon's found themselves a, a place to win. And, I'm, you know, to be honest, I'm a little mixed about it because though – they're the Ducks, and I hate the Ducks, and I'm a dog. Um, but the, the the fact is that I want somebody to be a a, a part of the the playoff football playoff, right? And it's it's Oregon who has the best chance of doing that. So it's like I'm a little mixed, but I don't think that Oregon's good enough to beat Georgia. I don't think they can even beat Ohio State again if you if you, if you really know another truth, even on a neutral term. So I'm a little conflicted on how I should feel about Oregon, but I. You know, your question is regarding where Utah, I like Utah. I like Utah's football. I like Utah's chance uh, of winning the thing. And once they take care of business, you know, this week against Arizona, I don't think they're going to have a problem. And then uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for them to beat Oregon twice. Um, but I think they're capable of doing it. Pac-12 Network analyst Lincoln Kennedy joining us. He's also a Raider radio analyst. And I am uh, curious what you thought of the loss to the Giants. Because right about the time, everybody thought, man, they're 5-2 and two and they could beat the Giants 6-2. and two. Maybe these Raiders are, despite all the distractions off the field, these guys could really be good. And then what happened in the second half? Good grief. Well, well, you're not surprised. The Raiders notoriously have trouble coming out of the bye for whatever reason it is. And, you know, to be honest, it was Derek Carr's worst game, in my opinion, and the least accurate that he's been. His accuracy has put them over the top in many games, most notably the Philadelphia game a couple weeks ago. But he was inaccurate for whatever reason this, this past weekend against the Giants, and they got to have that. Um, this is the, the Raiders are still a decent football team, in my opinion. I, I've said all along I think they're going to be able to go to the playoffs. I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be going, going to playoffs. But this is a classic case. Uh, you know, as my partner put it, Brent Musburger, any given Sunday, anybody can be beaten. And that's exactly what happened. I I played in those types of games. I had those games happen to me where we walk off the field like, did we just lose to them? <laughs> um, and, 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 and see it go around. But it happens. It happens. you got to keep remembering. On, and I tell people all the time, hey, those guys on the other side of the ball get paid too. So, so they're out there fighting hard too. But it was, it was a, a miserable performance going back east. Um, and I'm hoping that they can rebound, you know, Sunday night against the Chiefs because this this game has carries a lot much more weight than the Giants did. Well, it certainly does. Yeah, as I looked at the numbers to prepare to talk to you, I've seen that the Raiders are really good at pass plays above 20, above 30 yards, and the Chiefs mm-hmm. defensively in those categories stink. So mm-hmm. uh, now they've had some issues. The Raiders obviously with receivers, um, and I don't know if they got enough power outside of the tight end and Renthro, but do you think they would have be able to have success in the aerial attack getting the ball downfield? The numbers say that they should. Yes, they, they will. And and I think that, like I said a moment ago, when uh, when Derek played against the, the, the Raiders played against the Eagles, his accuracy put them over the top. And they had a number of guys, I think, for big plays, 20-plus yards. I'm not sure of the exact number right in front of me. But, um, you know, 
know, hit a number of guys. And they had some times where, uh, you know, in this Giants game where they had it. The Giants, I mean, honestly, the Giants, the way they played defense, they weren't going to allow a lot of big plays. And there were a couple of throws. There was a wide open um, Darren Waller on a, on a sluggle route that they, he could have hit for a touchdown, but he missed him uh, and a couple other times. But that being said, the Chiefs' defense has been porous at, at best. Um, the last year, the second time when they, the Chiefs played the Raiders uh, in, in Allegiant Stadium, they had a plan on how to shut down the Raiders, and they gave it a lot of the offensive things that the Raiders did. But since John Gruden is no longer calling plays, and it's been a little bit of a change-up, there's, there, there's a little bit more of a challenge for the Chiefs to come in and slow down the Raiders. The thing is, is when you're playing the Chiefs, you got to remember you got to score touchdowns. So you don't, don't settle for field goals. you got to score touchdowns, and I expect the Raiders to be aggressive. So what kind of impact do you expect Deshaun Jackson to have, and how quickly do you think Deshaun Jackson can have an impact? Minimum, I think, and what I, what I mean by this, minimum to start with, I think the big playability is going to be out there having him on the football field, seeing how the defense is going to address, uh, adjust him. But in all honesty, I think that you're probably going to get about six featured, six, seven featured plays to him in this game plan, um, if that. Um, the, 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 the good thing is, is that the terminology is very similar for what he did at the Rams to what the Raiders do. So very similar, and, and, and so it'll be able, it'll, won't be as big of a, a learning curve. But if you say on offense, you, know, you average and get about 65, 70 plays a game, I think there will probably be five, six where Deshaun Jackson is featured, where they honestly try to get the ball to him. I don't know if Kansas City is going to adjust to it or how they're going to adjust to it, but I, I think that's going to be the, 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 the number. Is there a little bit of an issue with Raiders scouting and not doing due diligence on the character of guys? Not necessarily. I think that when you talk about the Damon Arnett situation, um, because the Raiders had faith in the coaching staff at Ohio State, they trusted the words from the coaches that that, that, that Damon would turn around or you could probably get through to him um, and, and make him a you know, better person. It's one of those misses. You know, you guys, you know, the, 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 the draft is such a crapshoot. I mean, they do their homework. Don't get me wrong. They do their homework, and they have assets, uh, the resources to, to, to go around. I mean, they've got, you know, police force, FBI, and all that stuff is big money. It's a big project. So, but there are times where some guys just slip through the crack, and you take a chance on them. And unfortunately, they took a chance on Damon Arnett, and it didn't pan out. I know the NFL likes parity, but <clears throat> all the teams stacked up at five and three and five and four. I think it's like eleven teams. That that seems crazy. Are there any of those teams that you believe in more than another that you think can break out of this in the AFC? Because obviously the Titans and Ravens seven and two and six and two are really good. The Jets, the Dolphins, uh, the Jaguars, and the Texans are all on one or two wins. Everybody else looks like they're mediocre, but maybe they're about to take off in the second half of the season. Don't you just love the parody, guys? I mean, <laughs> it, it makes our job a lot harder because it's, it's less predictable. You don't have those standouts that you – I mean, you look, even for what it's worth, the Titans and the Ravens look vulnerable, you know, and, and, and it would be surprising. Well, I guess it would be surprising if the Ravens lose to the Dolphins, especially when they don't have two. But, you know, things like that have happened before. So I like the parody, and I like the sort of, you know, the, the cluster, if you will, uh, of seeing things mixed up. I, you know, right, right now I, I, I stand by the old saying that a coach once told me that teams that win in November, December play in January. So whoever decides to rise to themselves to the second level, you know, the, the 
the Titans really showed me something without Derrick Henry. They put a they put a stomping down on the Rams. I thought that was a good sign. But at the same point, you still got to continue it. You can't just get up for one game and and then be down for the others. And, I, and I, I'll see who's for real in in sort of the months to come. But you know, there are a lot of strong teams. There are a lot of teams that could surprise people. Like I said, with the Raiders, um, I think the Raiders. Playoff-bound team. I'm not saying they're going to go deep in the playoffs, but I think they're a playoff-bound team. And now that they have a defense that can slow people down, um, they can compete with anybody, in my opinion. But I, I still don't think they're a Super Bowl championship team. Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst, LK with DJ and PK. Thanks a lot, Lincoln. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good, guys. Be well. Talk to you later. Coming up, Riley Jensen, our college football insider, is going to join us in about 20 minutes right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. I love Hassan Whiteside's minutes, and then I love Eric Pascal's minutes. I continue to stand back and look at the deficiencies from last year's team, which was a second-round exit, and I continue to think to myself, are they getting better where they were deficient last year? These two are 100% making you better where you were deficient last year. And when the season started, we talked about, okay, can you collectively replace Derek Favors with Hassan Whiteside? Everybody's still going to attack when Rudy Gobert goes off the court. The guy's a generational defensive player. There's no arguing that you're going to take a step backwards when Rudy Gobert leaves the court. But Hassan Whiteside is giving you more than Derek Favors did last year. You throw Pascal in the mix, the Jazz are a better defensive team with Rudy Gobert off the court than they were last year. Yes, sir. And I think that Justin Zanuck deserves some props there. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Football Friday is presented by Stonehaven Dental. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes. Yes to free exams and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. All right. (laughs) Quite cordial of you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Are the Pacers going to be that cordial tonight? Got another routine Jazz victory lined up here tonight with the Pacers coming in back-to-back after Denver. Or are we going to go with what Lincoln just said about the NFL any given Sunday? How did we lose to those guys? He would remember that walking off the field after a game. Are the Jazz going to walk off the floor thinking, how did, how did we lose to those guys? I think there's very few games in this league in which that it is just show up and win. There's some teams that really do suck. I mean, obviously, New Orleans is what? They're 1 in 10. Yep. And the other night, they had five technicals, and Willie Green is calling them out. I mean, come on, guys. You suck and your whiners. Your focus is not where it needs to be. You're never going to change referees. Let the coaches worry about that. Or, you know, maybe a captain who's got some tenure in the league. Not a bunch of no name dudes. They don't want to hear from you guys. What's more common is maybe the. Spurs or the Kings, maybe the Thunder. And the Thunder have a couple of nice players, a bunch of guys nobody knows, but they have found their way to get to four and six. And they're not going to finish as a 500 team. No one would bet on that right now. No. But they've beaten the Lakers a couple times, and they're liable to take down some other playoff teams down the road. Lugans Dort. Sure. Uh, that's the way I look at most of the teams in the league. So, But I also look at there's uh, maybe a handful, not less than a handful, that really, really suck. And there's probably a handful 
that it really doesn't matter who you're playing. If you do your thing, you will win. And there's going to be times that that doesn't hold true every single time. But I think for the majority of the time, that's going to hold true. And the Jazz are one of those teams that I put in that category. If they do their thing, they're going to win because they're just simply better than you. They've got better top-end talent. And I will continue to believe that all the way through the season. I don't see that changing. I believe I will continue to believe. So I've got two beliefs there. I believe I will continue to believe that. So I'm putting in some modifiers into the postseason. I reserve the right to change that uh, when we get there because obviously we're still a long way to go. We haven't even had the first snowflake yet. And so we know we're going to have snowflakes. In fact, we have a lot of snowflakes in this community. And although what is snowflakes? Is that, I don't know that. What, is that good or bad? It's not usually a compliment. It's not? I hear that, but I don't know which side. I, I'm not sure. A little bit of heat and you'll melt. You're nothing. Is that what it is? I guess. I don't know. Oh. Nobody explained it to me. That's how I took it. I've never thought it was a compliment. You ever hear anyone call someone a snowflake and think they're really complimenting? But isn't that, that a political term now no. these days? It does get used in But I don't in know. Political who, I don't debates. know who we're ripping. It's a political context. I can't keep track of all this stuff. Like, at least I, I got to know. Like, I got a family member, hardcore liberal. So when this person starts ripping political leaders, I automatically know, oh, okay, that's a Republican. Because I don't follow it. So I don't know. You know, outside of somebody like Mia Love or uh, Mitt Romney, uh, I don't uh, I don't know who they are. You know, what, what what's Mia? Is she still in Congress? No, she's no? not. Not for a while now. Really? We've had two representatives since then in her district. Where's her district? Where it's, I live. It's hard to know. <laughs> it's hard to know. Yeah, the lines kind of squiggle all over the place. I don't really know. Oh, are they fixing it? Yeah, don't be living in Cottonwood Heights, apparently. <laughs> Mill Creek. Why not? Because uh, apparently all four districts are going to be in Mill, in Mill Creek because of a pinwheel. That'll be like the center, and then they'll all split from there. I'll be darned. Yeah. Snowflake <laughs> is a politicized insult typically used by those on the political right to insult those on the political left. There, oh, it up for well, you. good. We got a lot of snowflakes around here. There you go. <laughs> and so... We got a long way to go before we start getting into the postseason. I mean, that's not even on my mindset right now. We, you know, eleven down, seventy-one to go. Just uh, it is truly the twenty-six point two miles or whatever that is. That's what marathon is, right? Yep. And you know, we can ask Joe. You know, and Joe doesn't seem to get caught up in that. But when do you start even thinking about the standings? To me, it's just so dang early. I'm just focused on this team and the way it plays. And if it plays according to its capability, it wins. And that's what matters. And you're not going to play according to your capability every time. I mean, they're going to have, even if they were to win the title this year, they will have playoff losses, right? Nobody just storms through. Uh, even Moses Malone in that year, did they storm through when he went to faux, faux, faux? Well, they did, but they did lose one. Right, but so I, they I didn't have faux, faux, faux. 12, no. But I would think 12-1 and one is storming through. Yeah, you play more games now. You have another series, so it's harder, obviously. And even the great ones, Jordan didn't, didn't just roll over everybody all the time. Yeah, he had, uh, I think, uh, five of his six went uh, six. six games. Yep. And one went five. Yeah, first one went five. That's the one I covered, so I remember that vividly. 
And this team's going to lose. I think every team is going to lose its share of games. It's just that their share of losing games, that number is a lot lower. See what I'm saying? 20. Everybody I, loses I 20. I would go between 20 and 25 for them this year. Which puts you in the high 50s or low 60s for a win total, and that's an awfully good neighborhood to be in. I expect them to dominate at home. As sure as I say you, that, they'll lose tonight. You threw out 36-5 and five earlier this year, or earlier this week. And I think that's legitimate. They went 31-5 and five last year, so you're not... Uh, you're not you're not being outrageous there. They they've already been there, and they played fewer games last year. So five more games, maybe they would have lost one or two more. Maybe who knows? Right. But this Pacer team, to your point about who are they capable of beating, they're coming in four and eight. They just lost to the Nuggets, and we know the Nuggets don't have Murray, but the Joker was suspended for this game as well, and they still got the win. And the Pacers can beat a good team because they beat the Heat. Well, the Magic beat the Jazz. And the other wins are Spurs, Knicks, Kings. Right, so it, it can happen. But I doubt that they were really on the road coming on the second night of back-to-back. Exactly. Yeah. I want them to really bear down and take care of business when taking care of business is a little bit easier. And this is one of those nights that taking care of business is a little bit easier. I don't need them to look polished. I just need them to win. You know, the, the Gary Patterson line, win by one. That's used oh, to I was say about that. to go the other way. I was thinking they were up by 15 over Atlanta. I was surprised they just didn't push that to 20 and get the bench guys in. I don't care. And fewer minutes and all that stuff I don't, I just, on the legs of the yeah, Mike Conleys and Joe Ingles. I just and, don't know how that's going to matter in May. All right, DJ and PK coming up next. Back to football with Riley Jensen, our college football insider, following a couple teams that are uh, closing in on division titles and maybe conference titles and another team that beat both of them and wouldn't mind bragging about beating those conference champions. We'll talk with Riley about that next. Stay with us.